I think it is a storyline. Uh, talking to Coach Grider last week, just for briefly, was that, uh, uh, like Ken said, you, you, you had a lot of uh, younger classmen on the field, but they didn't play 48 minutes. And, uh, you know, you're going to have a new quarterback this year. Uh, I believe uh, uh, Raymond Blackman is going to be a key player. Uh, key his sophomore year. Last year really showed out a lot. Uh, kind of took that place of, you know, kickoffs and punt returns and also as a slot receiver. Uh, I think he'll be key this year in the Wolves offense. What's up, y'all? Welcome into the season three premiere of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. I am your host, Philip Jordan, in studio host and producer for Dutton Woods Football on 96.9. The legend. I'm excited to be back behind the microphone, bringing you episodes of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. And as per usual, to kick off every season, I'm going to be joined by my broadcast partners, the guys you hear calling the games every Friday night on 96.9 for the Dutton Wolves. Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert. We're going to have a good 30-minute conversation where we talk about what they've been up to, talk about Father's Day. We'll talk about the Dothan Wolves at length, look ahead to the 2021 schedule coming up. A lot of good stuff to talk about. A lot of good stuff to talk about. Very excited about the year three of the Dothan Wolves, so we'll talk about all that. Before I do that, real quickly, let you know where you can find me and the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSEC. So if you want to get at me, Hey, send me a message. Maybe uh, there's a, a team we need to profile here, or maybe something I need to talk about here on the Wiregrass High School Football Report. I will be happy to hear from you. So please do that. Uh, you can also uh, email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. Always appreciate your emails. Got a few last season. Hope to get a little bit more uh, this season as well. You can listen to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you leave a review, I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can also listen to the show over on 955.tvy.com, 969thelegend.com, and wkmx.com as well. So go check those out. And all those great stations have apps as well. Go to your app store, whatever kind of phone you got, whatever kind of mobile device you have. Download the app. It's great to have. Listen to some great music. And there's some podcasts on there as well, including this one and many, many other different uh, forms of audio and uh, great audio content you can listen to. All right, that's enough of me rambling on and on. Let's jump into my conversation with Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Wiregrass High School Football Report. I'm your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Dothan Wolves Football over on 96.9 The Legend. And joining me is season three. We're here. We're, we're in June. We're ready for football season. It's not that long away from here. And I'm joined by the voices of the Dothan Wolves. Jerry Coleman, who is the play-by-play announcer, and Ken Lambert, who is the co-analyst. We're doing this on video as well, if you're listening to the audio-only version. And, uh, but fellas, I, I am... Happy to see you guys. Happy to hear you guys. Uh, I'm just I'm glad y'all could join on the kickoff of season three of the podcast. Well, Philip, it's always good to join your podcast and catch up with you right before football season so we can talk about Dothan High World football, talk about this coming year, talk about what's going on this summer, and uh, looking forward to August fall football season is in the air. Absolutely. 
And Philip, now that we're on video and everybody can see us, you can see that we have faces for radio, which is why that's probably the preferred medium for us. So, but the, we're glad to be here with you. <laughs> it's been brought to my attention. I'm I'm not <laughs> bad to look at, so y'all can just speak for yourselves on that part. You know, I'll uh, you know, I am the younger of the trio, so let's, you know that's we got to remember that. <laughs> But all joking aside, uh, you know, first, uh, you know, before we kind of jump into just what we've been doing here in all season, you know, what you guys have been doing more importantly, uh, I'll, you know, just Father's Day was Sunday. I know both of you guys are, are fathers. Uh, how was y'all's Father's Day? Well, I'll start. Our, our youngest daughter, uh, Ashton, who's a police officer in Troy, uh, came down Sunday and, and met us for lunch and uh, uh, stayed around all day on, on a rainy kind of Sunday afternoon and then uh, headed back. Uh, uh, she actually stayed last night and and head back uh, uh, tonight, back to Troy. Same here. Had a good one. My girls uh, certainly um, outdid themselves, and we had a great weekend and had some time just to spend with them. And uh, my youngest is home. She's graduated college, so she is back uh, here and actually engaged. So she'll be uh, married this time next year, but she's back home job hunting, and it was good to have everybody here uh, together for that long weekend. So really enjoyed it. Good deal, good deal. Just uh, hung out with my stepfather and uh, did, did that on Sunday. But and uh, all season stuff, what's everybody been up to? Uh, I think uh, we'll leave Jerry, let Jerry lead this one off. I think he's got the biggest news here during the during the all season. I don't know how big it is, but uh, yeah, made a change, a career change, a bank change uh, back in December first. So uh, River Bank and Trust now uh, going on seven months, enjoying it. Uh, community bank based out of Prattville. Uh, it's a 15-year-old bank, but uh, 22 locations. We start down in uh, Baldwin, Mobile County, and uh, just broke ground recently for a, an office operation in Decatur. So kind of across central Alabama, Prattville, Gadsden, uh, Clanton area, uh, and then, of course, in the Wiregrass here with operations and enterprise. But, uh, but yeah, kind of a change for me after being uh, in one building with one company for 23-plus years. So yeah, it was a change change for me back uh, back toward the end of COVID twenty twenty. And everybody knows what Jerry Coleman looks like now because they they saw your picture all over That's Dothan. Right. That's right. <laughs> How about well, you, for, kid? Well, for me, we're just uh, kind of maintaining the status quo, still in uh, in pharmaceutical sales and uh, rocking along here. Of course, we had uh, a period during COVID where we worked a lot from home, doing much like what we're doing right here. And uh, so that was a change, but now back out on the road and traveling throughout uh, South Alabama. So I've had to adjust being back into the car and driving those miles again. My, uh, my hips are reminding me that my and knees remind me that my age is catching up and spending that much time in the car, but it's been good to get out and see folks again and, and see people face to face and have those conversations. So really enjoying it. And uh, so far has been a great, a great spring. And it's hard to believe we're in mid June and already thinking of football. Well, I think about football all the time when <laughs> the season right. is over with, it's on my mind, college pro, you know, high school, whatever. It's always on my mind. Oh, um, I guess, and we'll, we'll jump into that. You know, upcoming season, the 2021 season is not far away. Uh, just uh, overall, when y'all think about, you know, this off season for the Dothan Wolves and heading into the 2021 season, just what comes to mind? Well, I'll start, Philip. You know, they started uh, back on the weight in the weight room uh, right off the bat. Uh, one thing they could do, of course, they kept 
the uh, policies and procedures needed by the by the of course Dothan City Schools as well as the Alabama High School Athletic Association and and you know all indications were had a great uh, off season uh, with the, with the, with the workouts. Uh, there'll be a lot of new faces uh, in uniform as well as in coaching gear uh, at Dothan High coming this year. I think uh, we may see. Uh, as many as five or maybe six new uh, coaches uh, on the campus at uh, at Dothan High this year and on the sidelines. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I would say kind of what sticks out is a lot of unknowns right now. Of course, this is a period for us with COVID, but we can kind of keep up with social media, which when you think about it, it's really interesting compared to the days when we played. You know, summer, you kind of did your own workouts on your own and, and kind of got into two a days as you got more into to August. Now these guys are in the middle of camp season and some of them like the specialists have been in camps, you know, going back to March, whether it's kicking or, or uh, quarterback camps or whatever. So they're in the middle of all these camp seasons now doing a lot of seven on seven. Uh, you get that feel that a lot of these young guys that we saw get a chance to play last year. Uh, you know, we, a lot of times we talk about the biggest difference that you make is when they're young, those ninth graders. And a lot of them, we don't know their names, but some of them were kind of forced into action last year. Uh, during the summer, they tend, during that age, they tend to grow and uh, get put on a lot of muscle and get faster and stronger. And I think we're probably going to uh, see some of those guys that maybe we only knew their name, but uh, they could have really breakout years. So that's what we're hoping, but still a lot of unknowns uh, as far as players, because a lot of changes uh, in those names based on graduation. You know, in the first two years of Dothan was football, there was a storyline going into it. Like the first year was the merging of Dothan High and Northview, the two schools coming together. They were in 6A. And then last season, it was moving to 7A. You know, that challenge, that story, how would that go? Uh, and it seems like this, you know, youth might be a big storyline for this team going for this upcoming season. Um for you guys, I mean, is it is it is that the storyline, or can you think of a storyline going into this season? You know, kind of like we did have the last two seasons. I think it is a storyline. Uh, talking to Coach Grider last week, just for briefly, was that uh, uh, like Ken said, you, you you had a lot of uh, younger classmen on the field, but they didn't play forty eight minutes, and uh, you know you're going to have a new quarterback this year. Uh, I believe. Uh, uh, Raymond Blackman's going to be a key player, uh, key his sophomore year. Last year really showed out a lot, uh, kind of took the place of, you know, kickoffs and punt returns and also as a slot receiver. Uh, I think he'll be key this year in the Wolves' offense. I think so. You're going to see some young guys step up. Uh, of course, last year when you think, you know, we were in the middle of COVID, games changed, and then you never knew what your roster was going to be from week to week. You had guys out, and then the contact tracing caused other guys to be out. So uh, sometimes we showed up on Friday night and, and realized that guys didn't make the trip because of some of those rules and regulations. So I think this may be the year because if you'll remember, and I think that's still continuing, a lot of times on the coaches' show we would ask Coach about those the middle school teams, you know, those seventh and eighth graders. And they had huge numbers, meaning in numbers of players, and they really had good teams. And now I've, I've seen a post recently that the seventh, the upcoming seventh grade team is just seventh grade is 68 
guys strong, 68 seventh graders. So I think you could have a sideline full of players. And so, you know, you hear this a lot in baseball or different sports, but you're going to see who's going to step up. You got some young guys who now have opportunities to play and prove themselves going into two days. So we're probably going to see some guys uh, step up and, and take advantage of that. You know, I got to imagine, especially the coaching staff, Coach Grider especially, and, and the players too as well, are looking forward to a closer-to-normal style season, the starting and stopping. Because I really felt like last year that was one of the things that was very unfortunate for Dothan to start of the year, middle of the year. Any kind of momentum you could you could have in the ramp-up for the season and in the middle of the season really hurt. And, it, hey, we even had a, a tropical storm come through the area. That's right. That, that made it where they couldn't practice. And yeah. then when they went up to practice, I think it was going to play Prattville. So having a normal season, too, I think it's going to be huge, too, as well, and a, a breath of fresh air from what, you know, they experienced last year. Yeah, and then add to Ken's point, you know, seventh graders are strong. And, and talking with some of the uh, uh, guys over the summer – that work for the Dothan City Schools, you know, Carver's going to house all the ninth graders this coming year. So a lot of things are going on there with athletic-wise, too, getting that campus ready to take on a ninth-grade sport and the people that are students that are there, student-athlete, you know, on, on a campus like like Carver. And then, of course, like Ken said, mentioned the seventh graders. And then you'll have the seventh and eighth graders, I believe if I'm right, at the old Dothan High School, which is now the Dothan Preparatory academy so i think that'll be that'll be key too and you know during covid you you worried about transportation and and the cost that went into it last year coach Grider always talked to us about used to we'd take two buses now we're having to take four and being a 7a school here in the wiregrass you're, you're having to travel probably 100 miles plus at a lot of occasions uh to play a regional game you know, so you, you did have a lot of non-normalcies uh, during the year. Yeah, and a new and a new 7A school. And so Jerry mentioned, you know, all those changes. Uh, and you can remember when you would go, and we saw it this past year, but I, I can remember pray, playing like a Prattville. And they would run out, you know, they'd have three number 45s because they would just, the guys would just keep coming out of the tunnel, coming out of the tunnel. And so, you know, you're trying to get to that point as a Dothan High. And I think, you know, in terms of numbers, it's good to see that you've got guys who, who want to play. And, uh, you know, give credit to, to this coaching staff. And they have continued to work hard and, and keep promoting. They're, they're talking about, and Philip, I think you and I talked about, how many guys signed scholarships from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's a list, and you may have it in front of you, but – uh, I mean, we know a few a few of those names and a few of those colleges, but when you start looking, they're getting results, and those guys have an opportunity to play at the next level, and those young guys see that, and they want to be a part of it. Yeah, I've got it right in front of me, and then uh, I'll, I'll run off the list real quick. Uh, Bauer Sharp, who was last year's starting quarterback, he's going to Southeast Louisiana. Uh, James Hall and Jason Hall both going to Mount Mary University. Uh, Jaden Fallmar's going to Rice, so that's a, you know that's FBS level there. Uh, Keon Jackson, Tennessee Valley Prep. Uh, J.K. Frazier, I might be saying this school's name wrong. Otterbein. University, uh, Cam Dawsey and Jalen White both going to Iowa Western Community College. Uh, Colby Reese and 
Jalen Faison, they're both going to University of Pikeville out of Kentucky, and then Jordan Harris is going to Sterling College. So that's a that's a and that is a and I told you this, Ken, uh, off the air. Uh, we were we were chatting a little bit uh, that uh, those are a lot of names you guys called last season. Oh yeah, yeah. So now you see your dilemma. Those guys have graduated, and there's a lot of slots to fill. Mm-hmm. And those guys were not just starters as seniors; they they're playing at the next level. And, uh, you know, y'all talking about coaching staff and, and uh, you know, third year in a row, uh, there's going to be a new offense coordinator there for the Dothan Wolves. And, uh, of course, uh, J.D. Atkins is moving on to Benjamin Russell, and uh, and he's also the quarterback's coach. So, you know, that is now a, a new role and uh, something interesting to look at for this season for Dothan as well, who's going to take the uh, take that spot as offense coordinator. Well, talking to Coach Grotter last week, briefly said it, this year may be a change where they may have two different offensive coordinators or coach co-coordinators. He did say they did announce uh, Spencer Pivas, which is a uh, Dothan native, will will be calling the plays on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, But there's maybe two more slots left that he's trying to get filled before uh, summer camp starts. And and Ken, correct me if I'm wrong, but probably two years ago, or maybe last year, we had two or three coaches that were driving down from the school they were at to make it about three o'clock to practice. And I think some of those coaches are still doing it where we're doing it. And hopefully we'll get them in the system before, before uh, fall camp starts this year. Yeah. I think you just had to find those slots and, and then of course teaching positions and all those things have to line up. And there's a lot of, I'm sure a lot of admin from, from behind the scenes to, to make that all work together. So, you know, hats off to those guys who, who uh, made the sacrifice and, and, and waited for that time to come around. And that's what we've seen about, I mean, this coaching staff, they're so committed and, and you can tell they love it because you have to be to just spend as much time as they do. And, and, uh, and they just enjoy being there. So, uh, you know, that's, that makes a difference. I think the players see that and that, that motivates them and they know that these coaches are, are there for them. So that's, that's a huge part of it. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think, you know, when everybody looks, you know, like I mentioned, quarterback Bauer Sharp, you know, moving on southeast Louisiana, that's, you know, that's going to be fun. And uh, so who's going to be, uh, you know, all, all these positions, whoever be, is, you know, office coordinator calling the plays, uh, you know, the young, like y'all said, the young, talented players. And, of course, you do have one in uh, in Raymond Blackman, you know, yeah. that's coming back. And uh, that's yeah. some players that, uh, that you, I heard you guys say a lot last year, especially I feel like toward the end of the second half of the year, he really started to come on. And uh, who are some uh, you know other players maybe we haven't uh, discussed here that you guys are kind of excited to learn more about as we get closer to the season? Well, you look from the linebackers, uh, and this is a name of somebody that saw some field play last last year in the linebacker slot, Zay Henry. He's coming mm-hmm. back. Uh, Octavius Thomas we've talked about, I think, Octavius has played that second, third string role, but but seen a lot of playing time at the running back slot position. Yeah. Uh, William McCarthy, I think, uh, can correct me, I think maybe a second or third year as the kicker. Uh, so he'll come back. And I, I know that um, what he could do last summer improved what he did on the field in the fall. And I'm, I'm expecting some big things out of out of William this year uh, from what from what camps he's going to this this summer. Uh, from the offensive line, I, I think we're looking at Aaron Hunter played some last year, uh, Michael Blackman, uh, and those are seniors. So you're going to have three or four seniors on that offensive line and defensive line 
that got some playing time, some experience last year uh, that will be in, in the mix. Uh, and, and, and Ken, I, you may want to talk more. We saw a kid on the wideout last year, uh, Isaiah, uh, let's see, uh, Elijah Lee played some last year. Uh, I, I know that's a, a name we, we called out a good bit toward the end of the year uh, is getting some playing time. Yeah, I had uh, Eli down as well uh, as a wide receiver. We called his name. He, they loved that play to him, put him in, in the slot position, kind of throwing that bubble screen to him. I do remember that. And uh, he, could, he could break a tackle and make a big play. Uh, you mentioned Will McCarthy as a kicker, and uh, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, I did see a clip that he posted. He's been in camps already, I think, since March, kicking camps, and he's noted some of the scoring and uh, from either field goal or kickoff. But he's a senior this year. I saw a clip. He kicked a 52-yard field goal and uh, just just practicing out on the practice field the other day. So he's he's got the leg. Uh, also, on kickoffs, uh, I saw his average there. So he's putting it in the end zone or to the goal line. That's huge. And then when you add that in, and, and Jerry, we called this name last year, Connor Cook as the long snapper. And, uh, and obviously, Connor has been working hard. Right now, he is the number four long snapper in the nation. He's a five-star wow. in long snapping. Uh, and so I think back about just some of the special teams. You know, there's been years that we – you know, we would have pieces and parts, but not a, a full special team. Maybe it was a coverage issue. But now when you got Raymond Blackman out there returning, I don't know if it'll be punts, but kickoffs we saw last year. And when you are a threat, uh, when you get on the other side of the field, you've got a, a long snapper and a kicker that can be consistent. That adds a whole lot to your game. And I think that's going to be key. There's some other names that just looking back, you know, some young kids that we really don't know well. And I say young, and, and I saw a wide receiver that's like 6'4", 205. He's a sophomore. Uh, so I think there's a lot of those kids out there that we're not familiar with yet. And uh, they're they're hitting their growth spurt right now. So I think we'll, I'm looking forward to finding out who those guys are. You know, two of the guys you mentioned there, uh, Raymond Blackman, Austin P has offered – uh, you know, yeah. on the uh, on scholarship on to play college ball, and then of course Zay Henry mentioned uh, he's got offers. Uh, it was tweeted out today. I saw uh, on on Twitter Troy, Southern Miss, UAB, Louisiana Lafayette, Georgia State, and Tulane all FBS programs. So uh, you know, and, and like you mentioned earlier, these younger players they're, they're seeing that that you know, yeah. what was the the graphic that was put out on Twitter? We get players signed is pretty yeah. much what it said, and they do that. I mean, a lot of players, first two years, Dothan Wolves under Coach Smitty Grider are now playing college ball. Yeah, and remember, Raymond Blackman is coming into his junior year, so he already mm -hmm. has his first his first D1 offer uh, before he's ever played a snap of his junior year. So they they see that already. So uh, let's, uh, you know, kind of last thing, last two things, uh, uh, the spring game against Carroll. Um, what were the things you know? I, I was unable to uh, to attend or go see it. Uh, what were some of the things you guys heard coming out of that, or, or if y'all did get to go see? I, I wasn't able to go, but I, I did talk to one or two of the coaches about a month ago. They liked what they saw. Of course, you know, like like last fall in the spring, they were limited to you know distancing and things like that. Still being under the school system, uh, but I think they they liked uh, what they saw. Of course. Uh, I think this year, uh, around October 1st, uh, Dothan will play Carroll in a regular season game uh, at home. 
and uh, but uh, but you know they they had an idea of what and Ken's talked about this already. Young players of what you know what they've taken from practice and then put on the field. Uh, so I think they were uh, impressed by. I think from what I understand, they looked mainly at at technique. Uh, running of the game, running of the offense, running of the defense, um, but uh, but you know it really gets down to to what happens you know starting next month when they start you know putting the pads on and and get ready for a fall season. Yeah, the, some of the same things that I've heard uh, as well. Just those young guys, and and you think about you know the coaches are still trying to figure out you know where they're. Uh, where their their talents are and probably how they're going to design an offense around those guys. So, uh, you know, it's going to depend a lot on on who the quarterback is. Are they going to be a pro style quarterback, or are they going to be you know good you know getting outside the pocket, whatever that may be. So I'm sure they're still trying to design that, but they're just trying to figure out. As Jerry said, you got guys that they you know you you can have practice players, and then when you put them in the fire. Can they duplicate what they did in practice on the field? And so that spring game is always a good chance, one, to hit somebody else, and uh, but two, to see how you how you react, you know, under uh, under the game type conditions. You know, and you brought up that they do play Carroll on October first. And if everybody was wondering what I was doing just now, I was actually trying to see research. When's the last time Dothan played Carroll? So maybe you guys, when we get to that, when we look at the schedule, uh, y'all can uh, help me out. Give me a history lesson. If y'all, it, if it hasn't y'all been that long ago. We actually went to Carroll and played. And, oh, wow. It may have been, I would say, within the last six or eight years. Uh, yeah, it hasn't it was been under one, too long. Coach, Coach uh, uh, Kelvis White was here, I believe, the last yeah. time. Okay. You know, played played Carroll. All right. So, now we look at schedule, which is the first two games, uh, which we don't know – we know it's at the Crampton Bowl. There's some questions. Uh, we were trying to figure out, you know, when we was pre-gaming this this podcast. Uh, but on 8:20, they will play Bob Jones at the Crampton Bowl. Then 8:27, uh, Park Crossing. Just uh, those first two games. What sticks out to you guys? Yeah, you know, uh, Ken and I went to um, Thompson High School uh, two years ago, I believe it was Ken, and and, and got on their campus when when uh, Dothan played. Um, Help me out, Ken. Was it Mountain Brook? No, it was uh, or was it Hoover? Because I know I know Thompson played Davison, and uh, Dothan played uh, Clay Chalkville. That's what it was. Yes, Clay yes. I, yeah, I could see the, I could see the jerseys, but I couldn't remember yeah. the name. Yes, it's kind of a kind of a kickoff classic, and that's what Dothan's participating in again this year. It's the Alabama High School kickoff classic, Crampton Bowl, uh, and that's going to be on. Uh, um, August 20th, I don't mm-hmm. know a time yet, uh, and I don't know if it's going to be like a, a one game or two games or, or or how many games it is. I know that it is on a Friday night or Friday, uh, yeah. but that's kind of something that the Alabama High School Athletic Association put together for Dothan. And, of course, the connection there with Bob Jones, their their head coach is former Dothan High head coach, Kelvin White, who is now Bob that's Jones. Right. So. Uh, that'll be a, a nice connection to see him uh, there. And uh, I'm sure he and Coach Grider know each other as well. You know, he spent some time in North Alabama and, and now at Bob Jones, which has a fantastic program. So uh, that'll be interesting. And then Park Crossing comes for our first home game and obviously the connection that Coach Grider has 
with those guys, still knowing a lot of those coaches. And he told us that when we went to Crampton Bowl last year. And uh, I know we watched that they visited for a long time at midfield as the teams were warming up. So a lot of those guys he's still very close with. And uh, he, he calls them friends. But then when, uh, you know, when the ball is kicked, you know, you want you want to beat your friends on the, on the field. So they're competitive, and that's what makes them good at what they do. And then, you know, you jump into region play after that. And it's at Enterprise, and it's at Auburn, and uh, you know Enterprise is you know they, they've done well these last two years, and you know Auburn is always good. Uh, they're one of the better teams in the state, obviously one of the better teams in seven A. So then you, you kind of jump into that, and you're both and you're going on the road for both games. So that'll be an interesting uh, set of games there. Yeah, you're starting off, you know, in in a region like like Dothan's, and in seven A, there's there's not a lot of breaks, but you know Bob Jones. Uh, Gaston County out of Florida, Carroll, um, you know, and then you're back in it. But, but yeah, starting out with two games, um, unlike last year, we thought we was going to have one game, I think, with Hoover and then get into region play. And all of a sudden, boom, we started out straight region play. So you've got to be ready to go real quick in week three, four, and five because you, you, you almost cut your region play right in half after the first five weeks of the season. Yeah. And and I'm glad we played Enterprise early. I remember when we used to play them later in the season. But now, especially, they they run that wing T offense. And once they – we saw it last year, they got better and better as the year went on. And I think that's just a matter of repetition and running that offense. And so I'm glad we play them early. I'm not saying that they won't be ready to play, but uh, I think they get tougher as the year goes on. And, uh, and that's, uh, you know, that's going to be an offense that defensively you just – it's totally different. It's like preparing for the wishbone and making sure you have all your reads uh, because then the next week you go to Auburn and uh, it'll, be, it'll be nice one to go to that atmosphere and play in that stadium, which is a beautiful stadium. Uh, but that's, a, that's one tough football team uh, again. And you can say that up and down the line of, of everybody in the region actually. And yeah, Philip, that's then, two things right there that made playoffs last year. So yeah. you're already going against people that made their playoffs last year. And Auburn was very, very close to being state champions last year. Yeah, right. I mean, that was – I don't know if y'all saw that game, but I just know the ending of that state championship was insane, stuff you wouldn't – you never think you'd see in a football game. And then, you know, you do – you go home. For you know your your home region opener, I guess you would say, and they, you play Prattville, and then after that you you're out of region. You you're at Gaston County out of Florida, and then you have the game against Carroll on October first. So uh, you know, you like I said, you get the region going, and then you get a break from the region there. Right. And one thing right. too about the schedule, Philip, is there's no open week, so mm-hmm. there's eleven straight weeks of football. And um, there, there's really no there, – there is no open week. So you're going from August 20th, open up with Bob Jones, and finish at home uh, October 29th against McGill Tulin out of Mobile. Yeah. So you've got – you know, if you're a Wolves fan, you've got some really good home games this year. One, you got Prattville coming in. Uh, Carroll's the home game. JD's coming in. And then Central Phoenix City coming in. Uh, which is always has a good team, and then that McGill Tulin as they return the favor. Uh, the one that man that just hurts to look at that on October twenty second. You go to Smith Station, 
and I don't care if Smith Station is 0 and 9, and you go play them. If you go up there, it's going to be a it's going to be a fight, and uh, mm-hmm. that's just especially that late in the year, and it gets cold, and and uh, there's just something about going and playing in Smith Station that uh, you never know what that game's going to turn out to be, and uh, so that's another one you just can't look past. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's like you said, 10, 11 straight weeks of football with the Dothan Wolves and, uh, you know, Dothan Wolf fan. You know, I'm interested in the, uh, of course, you got the Enterprise game. You know, we know that's kind of like the new rivalry. But I'll be intrigued because you would think when Carroll comes to town, they're going to bring their fans with them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's going to, Rip Hughes will be a, will be a, a packed house, hopefully. Yeah. That night. And uh, just, uh, you know, lastly, just, you know, as we kind of close up, we're hitting close to, to 30 minutes here talking here on the podcast uh, for both of you. Is there anything we haven't touched on or anything on your mind as we kind of close things out and uh, kind of look forward to the season? Well, one thing is, you know, not just Dothan High football, but I think the city is committed to uh, re-asphalting Ripview Stadium. Uh, so I think that'll, 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 that project is supposed to be completed before football season. Maybe, maybe not. But I think they've also committed to upgrade uh, concession stands, locker rooms, field turf, things like that, to really make Dothan and the city of Dothan uh, proud of hosting a, a 7A football program. Jerry, I, you uh, and we didn't talk before, but I wrote down the same thing. I actually went back and, and read that article about Rip Hughes. And so it, it was far more uh, what they committed to, and, and like you were saying. So one, yeah, they're going to pave the parking lot. Talk about putting some grassy areas, medians in there, and you know that it's always uh, have your head on a swivel when you go in that parking lot. There's no lines, and you, people are coming from all different directions. So that'll be great. That will make it look nice. But uh, also, uh, they talked about changing the lights, and they said LED. And we'll have to clarify. They said LED in the parking lot and the field. So. I guess the field could be in the stands or it could be LED for the field. That would be nice. There's there's a couple of dark spots there now, I think, and that might play a difference. And um, and then, you know, they're going to upgrade the entrance. They talked about that as well. And like you said, Jerry, I think the end of August, uh, they would be finished with that part. They would work on it if they had to during uh, away games. But then there was a whole second phase that would include new turf and uh again they didn't specify if it's artificial or if it's just new uh real grass concession stands locker rooms bathrooms those kind of things and i didn't realize but there's a video scoreboard that's coming that they had hoped that would be here early and i think it got delayed so it may be here mid-season or so so a lot of great upgrades and uh you know i think rip hughes is almost 60 years old and uh so there's there's a lot that you can work on there. So it's good to see. Uh, I think it was over a $3 million contract to go toward that. So that's always great. Yeah, exciting stuff as always. Every year seems like something new and uh, something exciting. And they, they get in, you know, get ready for the Dothan Wolves football season, year three. Year three. Is, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I do appreciate you guys coming on here. And, uh, you know, real quick, as you know, I always do, if somebody wanted to fight online, uh, do y'all have some Twitter accounts and everything else people can keep up with you guys? Well, we've been down, but uh, um, Ken, you want to say what our Twitter account is for uh, for Dothan High Wolves football? Just find us at uh, Dothan Wolves Radio out on Twitter, and then uh, just look for me on, on Facebook, and I do have a Twitter account. Social media has been, uh, during this time, I haven't been very active, but I tell you what, it's uh, just keeping up with Dothan Wolves 
has been interesting. So uh, just search for us out there and you can certainly find us and you'll find us tagged a lot just in Dothan Wolves uh, Twitter sites as well. So, and uh, we really want to do more with that. I think Jerry going into the new year, because mm-hmm. we want to have some interaction from our fans. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter and, and we're going to try to do a better job of maybe posting some videos and pregame stuff and, uh, obviously, you know, we're, we may take us kicking and screaming into the social media age, but uh, we got to be there. So we'll do our best. All right, guys. Sounds good. And I will say this. It was good to see you. Uh, we, you know, let people know we, we have not seen each other since what the That's last right. game uh, that we, we, we had a uh, tradition, everybody that did not know, uh, which I may not need to tell us. They may try to come find us and get autographs <laughs> now. But uh, we were going to Waffle House after every home game. I would, you know, I'm at the studio. Y'all at the game. We'd meet up. So uh, we can't, we will not disclose which Waffle House we go to because we do not want the Adore fans to, uh, to swarm us with, with autographs. But uh, anyways, it is good to see y'all. It is good to talk to y'all. Uh, I know we'll be exchanging texts and getting ready for the season and uh, look forward to that. Look forward to hearing you guys. Uh, and I'll be at the studio. You guys will be at the game. So it's gonna, I'm looking forward to the season and I uh, do appreciate both of y'all coming on the uh, season three premiere of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. It's been fun. Thanks, Philip. Anytime, Philip. Once again, thanks to Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert for making time to be on the show on the season three premiere. Like I said, I always like to have those two on with me on the first episode of each season. I always good to talk with them and uh, get ready for the Dothan the Wolf season, see what they've been up to, and uh, give them a follow. You heard the uh, Twitter account there. Just look up Dothan Wolves Radio on Twitter. You'll find it, and they'll be putting out some great content, some great stuff out there, sharing, retweeting, all kinds of good stuff over there on the Twitter account as well and uh will not be weekly until the season actually starts so it may be sporadic or every other week but i plan on putting some episodes out between now and when the season kicks off of course we're gonna have some coaches on previewing the season and i've got some other stuff potentially up my sleeve maybe we'll do maybe some former wiregrass football players guys that play for wiregrass teams Let's check in and see what they're up to maybe we'll be doing that we'll see we'll see if i can get some people uh to come on and uh and chat so that's something you can look forward to. Like I said, not every week, like during the season, but maybe every other week or kind of, you know, every couple of weeks here. So just just stay subscribed, stay paying attention to the podcast and for those new episodes coming here as we are in season three of the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by the radio people. Uh, remember, you can follow me on social media at P. Jordan SEC. Uh, you can find the show. Uh, on Apple Podcast, and please subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. And, of course, you can check the podcast either on the websites or the apps for 95.5 WTVY, 96.9 The Legend, and 106.7 KMX. So go go to the websites or go to the apps. So uh, Download apps on your phone if you can. And, of course, you can always email me at sportstalkphilipjordan at gmail.com as well. We'd, uh, we'd appreciate it if you, you do that as well. And uh, I hope everybody has a great week. Uh, we're here middle of June. Uh, not middle. We're in late June. We're, we're about to hit July. I hope everybody has a great week, like I said. Uh, love each other. Take care of each other. Do all the right things with each other. And just, you know, let, let's make this world a better place. And uh, let's just treat everybody with love and respect. Anyways, guys, I'm going to get out of here. It was great being behind the mic again, talking to the Wiregrass football fans. You guys are awesome. And in my opinion, this is the premier high school football podcast in the Wiregrass. Till next time. Bye-bye.